Hello, Texans. Welcome to the podcast. And I know I often say we have a good one, but I'm never lying because we have so many good ones. And today we have a legend, Brad Sham, voice of the Dallas Cowboys. For you Cowboy fans, this is going to be a huge treat. I think it's a treat for everybody, really, because Brad is a legend. And I like to point this out. This is my fun fact about Brad for the catch, maybe the greatest play in the history of the league, certainly in the top three, Dwight Clark against the Cowboys, so sorry, Brad. But Brad was a sideline reporter during that game at Candlestick Park. That's amazing. He's been around that long, and he's been working off and on for Cowboys broadcasts since then, mostly, very mostly on. I mean, he's the all-time voice of the Dallas Cowboys. Vern Lundquist did the job a long time ago in the 70s, but Brad is the man, and he did the Super Bowls so many times with them, including the Jimmy Johnson era. It's been a while since they've been, so let's get into it with him as we begin the conversation. Brad, always a pleasure to catch up with you and just paint the picture for me how it's going. It looks so good against the Colts on Sunday night. Tremendous victory, tremendous fourth quarter, and overall, things are progressing well for the Dallas Cowboys. Your thoughts? Well, they're doing um, – They, I mean, there's no question they're doing well, uh, but it's been such an interesting season because uh, the vibe in town was very negative throughout the off season and training camp. They got rid of Amari Cooper and um, didn't replace him with what the public thought was equal value. They signed James Washington, who hasn't played yet, and drafted Jalen Tolbert, who's done next to nothing. But my point is they were addressing the vacancy, but there was a lot of stuff that went into not bringing Cooper back, but the public sees Cooper's gone. They were going to re-sign Randy Gregory until they didn't. Uh, the, the, the kicker was the, the two kickers they wanted to try. Both were found lacking. So they signed someone they've had before. And he was not uh, greeted with enthusiasm by, by the Vox populi and mm-hmm. uh the the uh, left tackle is a rookie and the people thought they drafted uh, a, a, they overdrafted and uh they're not too sure about the rest of the offensive line and they want to know if the defense could continue to play that was the that was the vibe coming into the season it was really one of the most negative uh, off-season vibes of uh, for a team that was 12 and five that I could imagine a lot of it had to do with losing the playoff game. People are very, very spoiled up here. And, um, and by the way, the owner wasn't happy with it either. And then mm-hmm. in the first game, they play very poorly and lose the quarterback. So people are literally saying, well, that's it. Flush the season play for the draft choice. And no one expected a few things. No one expected Cooper rush to uh, be able to hold his own and play well and for the defense to uh, compliment him and for the rookie left tackle to play beyond his years and for the kicker to be a revelation and for the defense to appear to have taken the step you would hope from last year and just everything that everybody thought was wrong uh, suddenly wasn't so wrong. Now you win four games with your backup quarterback and you're not supposed to win any that people think. And so, uh, so now nobody really knows what to think. And now the quarterback comes back and he looks okay in the first game. 
and uh, then they start rolling and they're playing offense a little differently. He's throwing interceptions, but but they're able to uh, work around him and he is getting better. And, you know, people, as you well know, Mark, you get a good player who misses uh, a quarter of the season. When he comes back, he's not in week whatever it is. He's not in week sure. six. He's in week two. And it takes a while, especially at that position. So things have evolved now to the point where, while nobody was paying attention, um, the offense got to be pretty productive. And um, the only game they've lost, uh, really, since uh, Prescott came back, was uh, the game in Green Bay that they had a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. You're, you're not allowed to lose those. And it wasn't a good game for them you would have you would have maybe suggested that they had a better chance to beat green bay than minnesota but that's that's why we're that's why we're not coaching so it's been an unusual year it one in which there was not the great positive build-up and when things started going well people didn't believe it and i don't know if they do yet um but they're playing well the offense is playing well and uh, the and the defense has had some concerns with the running game, but they're they're making some tweaks and improvements. And and uh, again, complementary football is the whole key. It's what everyone wants to play. But when your offense plays in a way that uh, allows your defense to take chances and vice versa, and you've got a solid kicking game, then you got a chance to be successful. So uh, for me. You know, my attitude is they're fun to watch. They're playing well. They're winning way more than they're losing. And uh, I, I think they've had a good year. For most fans up here, I think nobody believes it uh, until they do something that they haven't done in a while. Brad Sham, voice of the Cowboys, with us on Texans Radio. Brad, we do a segment here called Who's Better? Well, I'm going to ask you what's better. Is it the offense or the defense of the Cowboys? Because here you are, your top four in scoring in both categories, both sides of the football, able to run the ball well. Which is better, the offense or the defense this year so far? You know, it's a really good question because you wouldn't have gotten the same answer at any point. You would have That would have been a slam dunk for defense until uh, probably about a month or so ago. But the way the offense has been playing – C.D. Lamb has grown into being the number one receiver. Both running backs are playing well and uh, very much embracing the role of sharing the job. Um, sometime in the next couple of weeks, they're probably going to get Tyron Smith back at left tackle. I, I would, if if I had to pick one right now, I'd say the offense, and that's just a tribute to the way they're going in the last month. But the defense is what's going to and you get into, uh, and you know this, Mark, you get into cold weather, you get into playoff situations, the teams you're playing are better, the schemes are different, and you can derail a good offense. A good defense will travel, and doesn't none of it matters. So right now I would say the offense is playing better. Which one is better? Um, I think we're going to have to let that play out to answer all right, Brad, I want to ask you this. You mentioned people are spoiled, that kind of thing, the fan base in the DFW area. But I have to ask you, it's been a long time since the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl and really blazing big trails through the postseason. 
and a lot of years have gone by. What is the fan base like now? Because you have a lot of people entering the fan base who might have never experienced that or did when they were very young and maybe too young to remember in some cases. So discuss that dynamic for me in Dallas and how it plays out. We hear it all the time, and that is the problem. See, my my personal um, orientation is I I grew up and remain a Cub fan. And I learned a long time ago that the joy for me is in the journey. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's not in the final result. I don't have to have my team win a championship for me to enjoy and appreciate the season. I, I think that most fans are not like that today, and they're certainly not here. And the way that manifests as it regards the Cowboys it is to blame um, Jerry Jones, even though people could not give you most of the time. If you, if you say, if they said, well, it's Jerry, Jerry's the, because Jerry and his family, now Steven, he's starting to get some of the hate. Uh, they are the um, common denominators through all of the years since they were last in even a championship game. And so if you try to have a, a, uh, an informed conversation and say, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. Tell me how. Show me how they have uh, the, the ownership has been the reason that they haven't won. They can't do that. But it's just, well, he's the only thing that's been there all the, t- all the whole time. So um, I, I suspect if, if we could get Wade – Phillips and Jason Garrett uh, and um, uh, maybe even Mike uh, McCarthy to sit down and really open up and be completely honest, they would have some interesting things to say about the dynamic of what makes this job a little different. All the stuff going on with Beckham right now is very interesting. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many places it would happen quite like this, but uh, you know, the franchise is successful and and uh, he owns it. And I, I'm hard-pressed, Mark, to tell you the way that the Joneses have kept them from winning another championship. They're not afraid to spend money. They certainly, um, they certainly want to win. They provide all the resources. They may have made some mistakes in uh, hiring coaches from time to time. And, I've, I, and I do think that there might have been some times in the last, 25 or 30 years when maybe they were a little bit more involved uh, on a day-to-day basis, but that hasn't been the case in a very, very long time. People think that Jerry Jones meddles. He doesn't meddle. He's never meddled really. He, he uh, sometimes I think his biggest flaw is listening to is, is that, that the last person that gets to him influences him the most. And, uh, but, there's a lot of reasons, you know, like in, in 07, Wade Phillips' first year, I think they had one of the best chances to advance that they have had ever. And they lost the first round of the Giants for whatever reason. Big, probably compendium of reasons. And that was an opportunity that got away from them. But the fact is that what they're going to do here, if they keep going, I mean, they haven't done it yet, but if they make the playoffs, 
I think it's the first – in fact, I know. I just looked it up again. It's the first time in 15 years that they have made the playoffs in consecutive years. So wow. that's been a long enough time for the exact things that you pointed out that that's, that alone is not going to do it for people anymore. Now they, And then if they win the Super Bowl, that, that won't be any credit to them, and they'll want to know what's going to happen the next year. I, I would love to have people – Tell me, would you would you take a Rams situation? Would you would you to win a Super Bowl now and then fall apart? And who knows how for how long with the resources they gave up to get their Super Bowl? Would you do that? Um, I'd be interested to hear what people would say, but I don't think there's any one reason that they have not uh, played in the last game or made a deep run in the playoffs. Uh, I think there are, there are a variety of reasons, and, and no two teams are the same. I always think those questions are interesting because, first of all, that's not an option to make that decision. And if you do load up to try to get there, you might not get there, and then what? So see how it plays out. What, right. Brad Sham, voice of the Cowboys, with us on Texans Radio. Okay, allow me to indulge here, Brad, because for those who are old enough to remember or however you want to look at it, which era is remembered more fondly, in your opinion, the Jimmy Johnson Super Bowl era or Tom Landry in the 70s Super Bowl era? Can you discuss that? Depends who you're asking, honestly, because uh, as you pointed out accurately, there are a lot of Cowboy fans who are grown-ups with their own families now who didn't see the Landry years. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they would say Jimmy. They would say the 90s. The ones who are my age and, and remember both of them, um, I don't know what they'd say. The, the, the eras were different from each other because the game, the way the game was played, and it's different from how it is now. But, um, you know, they played with not even a hint of free agency in the 70s. At least in the 90s, they, they had Plan B. But there, there was... Um, it was kind of indentured servitude uh, in, in the 70s. And so um, they, they could just, like colleges used to be able to do, have 100 guys on hand, and if you didn't like one, run him off. And if one got hurt, just bring in another good one. And, and you could kind of do that in the NFL. Now, the Cowboys did it with – I would point to this. I don't know if it answers the question, but I would point to this. The um, era – of the 70s, that was a, a, an unparalleled period of time where they had winning seasons and were in the playoffs for like 20 consecutive years. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure we'll ever see that again. Mm. I think that the, I think that the salary cap and free agency uh, dictate against that kind of consistency going on. So what what New England has kind of done and to a somewhat lesser degree Pittsburgh in terms of uh, just continued continued competitiveness I think that's rare so I I don't know what the right answer is but for me the group that was in the 70s you know they they, they started making the playoffs uh, in the late 60s they went to a Super Bowl in 70 and won it in 71. And then I think from then until uh, really the mid-80s, they, they only had one losing season. And that, that's a long time. 
And I, I think that deserves a nod. I remember that in the mid 80s. And it was such a headline. It was such a seismic thing that the Cowboys were not able to have winning season. My goodness. Uh, one more quickie. I guess maybe it's not a quickie about this, though. Tom Landry, is he properly remembered or does he get disregarded too often when we're having conversations about the greatest coaches ever? I don't think he gets disregarded. I, I think he's I think he's properly remembered. He won the games that he won. He was very much in charge of of the football team. Uh, he, he essentially put it together and had a complete full reign coaching. And he was amazingly uh, innovative. So I've, I've never seen any sign that, that Tom didn't get what I would consider to be the respect that he earned. Okay, so back to now, Brad. Here we are. Season's winding down. You have the Texans on Sunday. In the AFC South, you'll have the Titans on the road coming up in a few weeks. They made news this week. But your projection on how this thing could play out for the Dallas Cowboys throughout the rest of the campaign? It, it could play out in more than one way, Mark. The the uh, M- Mike McCarthy said something to me the other day that really kind of brought me up short. He said, "If we, I was asking him a question about is he seeing any rookies hitting a rookie wall because we're at that point now where the rookies are now yeah. they're in their bowl game and they got a half a dozen games to play." And he said, "Well, he said, you know, if you're if you're having a good year, if your team is good, and your goal is to play the last game, and that's what ours is." that if you count the number of games between now, he said this uh, before, just before the game with the Colts the other night, and he said if you, if you go from now to where we're trying to get to, we're only halfway through that. Mm. And that made me go, yikes. That sounds like there's a lot left, which is the plan. Yeah. So – they are still growing. I think they're still growing on both sides of the ball. I don't think they've played. It doesn't mean they'll get to where they can get to, but I think they can get better. I know that the offense is uh, capable of and is starting to really be consistent. They've got to cut down on the interceptions, but um, they're scoring and converting third downs and, um, doing all the right things offensively in the last month. And uh, there's no particular indication that that's going to change. And I think that there, you know, it takes a long time to come back from an ACL. Michael Gallup is just now starting to be Michael Gallup again. And so the, the, the things that can happen, you know, if Tyron Smith, I like the way they, they have a plan for working guys back in from injury. And, you know, if Tyron's able to work back in, and Tyler Smith's been a revelation at left tackle, but there's no reason that he can't do that at guard. I mean, their, their offensive line could be even more solid, and uh, uh, they got a lot of pluses on the offensive side of the ball. And defensively, they obviously can rush the passer. Now, you know, everybody's going to have injuries. Now they've lost – they just lost an outside corner, Anthony Brown, for the rest of the year. They're a few weeks into having lost their starting slot corner, Jordan Davis, for the year, and that kind of stuff happens. So you got to have the depth. We'll see if they have the depth. You could make a case that they could get all the way to Arizona. Now, that would be a surprise to me, especially based on the way the offseason 
and the first month of the year went. But the way they're playing, they could do it. Looks to me on paper like there's a couple teams better than them, but you don't know what happens on the day. Mm-hmm. It's also possible that uh, they make the playoffs, uh, throw everything they have into beating Philadelphia on Christmas Eve, don't win that game, don't recover psychologically, and lose the first game again. Uh, that, that's equally possible, and that's the fun of it. Let, let's see what they're able to do, how they're able to handle those challenges. Everybody else's game gets ramped up when you get into the postseason. Um, they're going to have to beat some really, really, really good teams, and uh, that's what they will have to do if they want to be counted in that group. It could go either way. Excellent stuff, Brad, as always. I want to thank you for the time. Look forward to seeing you on Sunday in the booth. Thanks, bud. All right, that's going to do it for the podcast with my buddy Brad Sham, voice of the Dallas Cowboys. Check out all the other Texans podcasts wherever you got this one. Don't forget Texans at Dallas Sunday at noon, live on Sports Radio 610, the Bull 100.3 FM, and the Texans app and the Odyssey app. Have a great day, everyone. Go Texans. Go Texans.